Rejection is not failure. Rejection is redirection and protection from something that may not be for you. And I would much rather be protected from something than to go into something and then have to fight the fires in real time. You're listening to the Thrive and Thread podcast, a sacred soul space for healing, self-love, personal growth, and creativity. I'm your host, Lauren DeVera, a certified life and mindset coach, positive psychology practitioner, choreographer, and founder of The Lion's Den. I teach folks how to reframe their negative thoughts, move from self-doubt to self-trust, make time for what matters, and step boldly into their purpose. So are you with me? Let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of Thrive and Thread. If it's your first time here, welcome, and I'm so glad you're here. My name's Lauren, and I'm the host of this incredible show, and today we are talking about stop waiting to be chosen and choose yourself. Stop waiting to be chosen and choose yourself. And per usual, I am IG live at the same time, so you'll be hearing me talk to our IG folks at the same time. Um, But buckle up for this episode. Hopefully it'll be a quick one, but I really wanted to address how to stop waiting for permission to do the things that we want to do in this lifetime. So we've been conditioned since we were young to wait to be chosen, whether that's for the kickball team or you know, playing in games in in our PE class or at recess time to auditioning for things, trying out for the sports team. And I'm doing my best to tell more stories about my own life um, in this creative entrepreneurial journey. But a lot of people don't know this, but I auditioned for the high school dance team, I think two to three times. And I've been dancing my whole life. Um, And a lot of you know me because of my dance career. And it's just such a vivid memory for me of getting rejected two times. And I think I auditioned the third time and I didn't even wait or I didn't even go to the next round or wait to see if I made it because something just kind of clicked in my own mind and maybe it was out of rebellion. But I was just like, you know what? I don't think I'm wanted in this space. And I also want to address that there may be spaces that you're trying out for or trying to get in that maybe are truly not meant for you. And at the time of getting rejected, it can feel like, what the heck, I'm I'm talented, I have the skills, I have what I need, and I'm not being chosen. What's wrong with me? And I think a lot of people take rejection very personally and create an identity around that rejection. Uh, if you're on IG Live, let me know if this is resonating. Let me know what you'd like me to address in today's um, episode. But, you know, being in high school, getting rejected two times from the dance team, and then trying out a third time, I learned a lot about myself. One, that I had no problem showing up again, right? A lot of people, if they don't get accepted the first time, they don't even want to try again. So at a young age, I started recognizing that I did have some perseverance, some grit to keep going. You also have to have humility to be able to um, keep trying for something that you didn't get the first time or the second time. And by the third time, you know, I, I said that I didn't wait around to see if I made it. Something internally just clicked for me of like, hmm, maybe this isn't the space I'm supposed to be in. 
you know, oftentimes we're trying to be in spaces that don't celebrate your fullness, that don't celebrate who you naturally are. And at the time, being 15, 16, you know, maybe I didn't have the mental capacity to understand that, but I'm really glad I didn't let that deter me in how I approach dance or wanting to pursue dance. It was just like, wow, I really don't understand why I didn't make the dance team. They're telling me one thing. I'll take the notes. I'll take the feedback. And we'll talk about that later about getting feedback. But what ended up happening in high school was I was on the step team for all four years. Um, And that was an incredible journey being a part of a step team. And then I was also dancing at a studio outside of that. And then this also leads me into thinking about college when I majored in dance Um, and you can think about this when you've run or tried out for different positions and different organizations or college associations um, and not getting chosen right and I think it's all about what meaning did you place on not being chosen or another way to phrase that is what did you make that mean about you by not being chosen So, you know, I just shared, I didn't make the dance team in high school, but I was on the step team, which at the time I didn't realize that would be just adding to my tool belt of performance, right? And I was still dancing at a studio, but even in college and in various dance studios, I wasn't always the one selected for solos. I wasn't the top student. I wasn't the best dancer, Um, but I knew where my strengths were. And that's something that I want to address today is like when you know your strengths, you can really capitalize on those strengths and let them serve you in a way that feels good. So why do we all want to be chosen, right? We live in a society that everything is kind of based on being selected for your job. You had to interview for it. You are waiting to be selected for college, for your education. You're waiting to be selected. You're waiting to get chosen. And living a life that is constantly kind of being driven by being chosen definitely has an impact on our psyche, our ego, and our confidence level. Now, if you have someone who's always been the elite, the the chosen, the top, you know, you have your shadow side to that as well. It's hard to maintain being the elite, the best, and the top, and the always selected and chosen. Um, But innately, as humans, we desire to be accepted, we desire to belong. So it only makes sense that we want to be chosen so that it can affirm our identity and our value that we contribute in this world. So you can think about being chosen in so many different contexts. You can think about being chosen in your family, being chosen in your community, your culture, um, being chosen when you're applying for school, being chosen for dance pieces, theater, right? We have to audition and try out. And especially if you are in the field of arts and entertainment, it does take a toll a little bit to constantly feel like that you have to present yourself in such a way that you're worthy of being chosen. And really the message that I want to get out today is no one can choose you until you've decided to choose yourself. So what I mean by that is, yes, you can get the job, you can get the gig, you can get whatever dream thing it was, but if you have innately, internally, spiritually have not chosen yourself, accepted yourself, you're going to be on a constant rat race of striving, of trying to be more and get more and get the approval and get the validation, and you will find yourself burnt out because you're constantly feeding yourself with needing the validation from other people. 
So that doesn't mean be stagnant. That doesn't mean don't strive for excellence. Like, yes, have excellence, have integrity, be authentic, be creative, put in the time and the work. But when you innately have chosen yourself, chosen yourself, you're able to be in other spaces and grace other spaces with non-attachment. And what I mean by non-attachment is that you are not attached to the outcome. And when we're not so attached to the outcome, we actually get to enjoy the process even more. And this is something that I talk about a lot is people are, are obsessed with the outcome and the result and the metric they're more obsessed with that than they are with falling in love with the process. And I'll tell you, as an artist, any art form, you have to love the process in order for it to be sustainable. If you only love the outcome, then how are you going to be able to put in the time, the money, the energy, the consistency to get better if you're only concerned about the outcome? Yeah, so we've talked about being conditioned to waiting to be chosen in whatever capacity that is, whether that's in your family or your culture or you're in career. And I want to give you applicable tools and tips on how you can embody this mindset of choosing yourself. Now, someone on IG said, you know, what do you think about waiting for feedback if you feel like you're doing good consistently? I will say that even though you're doing good consistently, there's always room for growth. There's always room to level up and get better and learn something else, right? And my mentality is like, there's always going to be someone there, someone out there better than me, better than you. And what that does is it keeps me humble and it keeps me hungry to keep putting in the work and to remain curious. Because if I approach my work and my creativity and my life as if I've already arrived, then what the heck am I even doing? I think that's the whole beauty and purpose of of living a fruitful and fulfilling life is that there's always a new territory to explore. There's always a way that I can push myself and it keeps me interested. And some people get bored doing the same thing or they feel like they're not leveling up. That's when you start to kind of pull back. So I approach everything I do with curiosity. How can I make this podcast more interesting or more effective? How can I make my dances more clear? How can I make my marketing more direct? How can I become a better coach so that my clients reach the results faster? So in whatever capacity that you're in, whatever industry or world that you're in, there's always room for growth. Um, But You have to choose yourself so that you're not in this rat race of trying to get the validation from gatekeepers, right? And and an easy way that I can explain gatekeeping is take a look at people that write books, right? It used to be back in the day you had to get chosen by a big publishing firm, right? And people would write their books and send them out to multiple publishing companies and get tons of rejections and kind of just have to work their way through that. Versus now, we live in an era where you can literally remove the gatekeepers and put your art out there, right? That's one of the main, one of the biggest reasons I love podcasting is that there is no gatekeeper here. We all start from the bottom. We all start with zero downloads, zero listeners, and then we work our way up. And I love that we can't see everyone else's metrics, 
you know like that's really really cool to me about the podcast is that you are not seeing everyone's metrics so it's easier almost to keep going right versus if you're an online creator and you're basing things on views and likes and things of that sort and it's visible to the world you can feel a little insecure about it right or you can feel defeated if you're not hitting a certain metric so how do we get into this mindset of of choosing ourselves? the first thing that i wrote down was getting in community and i know that that sounds like a very basic answer but it's true if you surround yourself with people who are cheering you on who have a healthy mindset who keep it real with you but also inspire you to keep going that is a nice first way to start building this mindset of embodying choosing yourself getting in community with people that are going to push you and challenge you and also inspire you the second way to keep choosing yourself is you have to keep creating. Um, And that's something that I've been exploring myself is how do I get into a creative practice, right? If I'm only creating when there's something to be chosen for, I'm not putting in the time and the muscle work to get better at my craft. So if we get into these creative rhythms, I start to refine my practice. I start to refine how I create and therefore it induces the confidence in myself right? The, to me, confidence comes with consistency. And I will always use this podcast as an example. If you, if you go all the way back to the first few episodes, I probably sound very different than I did in season one. I've put in a lot of hours and time in my ability to speak with minimal notes, right? Sometimes I have done episodes with zero notes and I just spoke from the heart that came from practice. Um, which leads me into the third thing, you know, we, we first said community, second one, we said creative rituals or creative routines. And the third one I have here is like training, training yourself to choose yourself. If you want to experience self love, if you want to experience confidence, if you want to experience flow, you have to train yourself to get into that flow state. So we've talked about getting in community, um, having creative rituals slash routines, And we just talked about training ourselves to embody the mindset of choosing yourself. And the last one that I have here um, is feedback. Um, Feedback is so important. You know, it's really hard to see outside of yourself. And what you may think is one thing, someone else might perceive it another way. And so our ability to choose ourselves also comes down to are we willing to be humble and to hear from other people so that we can get better in our craft. If I have a regular practice of debriefing or getting feedback, it also enhances my confidence because I then know that I've reached out to other people who maybe I look up to or have a totally different mindset and they're able to give me feedback on my art or what I can do better. Like I mentioned earlier, there is no arrival in anything that we do. There's always space to be better and to do better. And that's fine as long as we're doing it in a healthy way and we're not doing it in such a way to get validation, right? Or to feed our own ego, right? The reason why I labeled or I named this podcast episode Stop Waiting to Be Chosen is because so many of us give up if we were not chosen the first time. 
And if you're just logging on to IG, I told a story at the beginning of this about how I didn't make the dance team. I auditioned two and a half times. (laughs) Two and a half times. I was humble enough to keep going and to keep trying, but then a mindset shift happened, happened for me and I was like, you know what? I don't think this is the right space for me. Just because it's a dance team doesn't mean I'm supposed to be in that space. And I think that's something we need to apply in our adult life. Just because a certain space has a space for you or a need for what you do doesn't mean that space is cultivated in such a way to nurture you and who you are. And so what God will do is he'll, he'll literally close some doors for you because they may not be for you and you have to trust that that no is protection, right? I love to say this. You've probably seen it before, but rejection is not failure. Rejection is redirection. Rejection is not failure. Rejection is redirection and protection from something that may not be for you. And I would much rather be protected from something than to go into something and then have to fight the fires in real time. Yeah. So I have three more tips actually, you know, of what you can do um, to continue to choose yourself. And I have here written, ask questions. Like open up your throat chakra. Use your voice, speak up in the rooms that you're in and ask questions, ask for what you need and ask questions for questions you don't have answers to. I notice that a lot of people are hesitant to ask questions either out of fear of looking dumb or fear of being judged. But as they say, closed mouths don't get fed. Ask questions. Um, The second one that I have here is assert, assert yourself partnered with that we can say ask for what you need assert yourself in spaces that you want to be in stop waiting for an invitation stop waiting to be chosen stop waiting to be invited assert yourself in a space and try it out and see if it's for you okay and everything i share with you today is not like i just did this easily like this took time this took practice this took journaling this took A lot of undoing and unlearning certain beliefs that I had about myself and about the world. Um, And the last thing I have written here is cultivating an abundance mindset. Cultivating an abundance mindset, meaning sliding out of the seat of scarcity and moving into the room of abundance. There is room for you. There isn't just one job or one spot for me or for you. And I think if we let go of this idea that you have to be on a certain timeline or you have to do things in such an ordered way. If you remove that and leave room for curiosity and flexibility, you're going to get what you want much quicker. So we said, ask questions, assert yourself, slide into the room, the seat of abundance, ask for what you need, Stop waiting to be chosen. The gatekeepers are no longer really a thing. Like, look, you can make content and put put it up and anyone can see it. You don't have to submit it to someone first. So take advantage of this. Take advantage that there's no gatekeeper. And probably the only one that's gatekeeping you is yourself (laughs) and your fear of being judged. But... I would much rather be judged 
for having the courage to put my art out there than to be judged for playing it safe. Because as my friend Lamont has said before, you're going to get judged regardless, so might as well do what you want to do. So if this topic has resonated with you and this is something that you want to explore, this is your invitation to join my signature group coaching program, Roots and Fruits. We are opening up in mid-April. It is a 12-week container for creatives, leaders, visionaries, anyone who is ready to step boldly into their power and to take up space and to build the very things that they want to build. I love helping people put themselves out there and just start. Do it messy. Take messy action. That's how you succeed is just showing up in the imperfect ways that we all are because none of us are perfect, right? None of us have it figured out. I'm still figuring it out. Just because I have a podcast doesn't mean I have it all figured out. It just means that this is my art form and this is a way that I use my voice and, and share with the world. So I leave you with that. If you're looking to join a community and get a coach on your side, which I highly recommend, um, visit the link that are in the show notes. Check out the IG lives with some of my recent clients, my juicy fruits from the first cohort. Um, If you have questions about the program, the investment, book that 30-minute call, and I'd love to support you um, in this next season. So much could change in 12 weeks if you get really focused and you get around people that are on fire for what they're doing. I believe in you, but it doesn't matter if I believe in you. You need to believe in yourself. And so I hope that by the end of this episode, you have more tools in your tool belt to embody choosing yourself, to get into that mindset that you are amazing and you deserve a place at the table or make your own table. Thanks for listening to the Thriving Thread Podcast. It's your girl, Lauren. And if this resonated, please share it to your Instagram, your Twitter, um, tag us so we can repost it and leave us a rating and review if you've been enjoying this show. I love you so much. I'm sending you love and I will see you on the next episode. Keep being you and keep shining.